Welcome to episode six of Breakthroughs with Brie. This is a part two of my conversation with Anne-Marie Pizarro about the Akashic Records. I highly recommend that you listen to episode five, part one first. Uh, both of these episodes are going to be about all of the things that you might want to know about the Akashic Records, having never heard about them before, or perhaps trying to deepen your understanding of them and considering working with them yourself or maybe through a guide. All of this information is answered. Uh, so please enjoy this part two conversation with Anne. You know, the core of, I honestly feel like our function as Akashic Record readers is to be able to mirror to people their potential, their abilities, and most of all, their choice. We should never start to influence their choice especially if we're trying to upsell them or encourage them to take anything. And that's the reason why um, I get readings. I see how other people read. I've been upsold and I've been, you know, encouraged to buy this or that person's product or their program or this or that. And that's when I realized this isn't really coming from a place of pure advocacy because pure advocacy has nothing to do with you. It's all about that other person, you know? So yeah. that's what we talk about, you know, how to recognize those red flags and not do them. Yeah. Don't do them yourself. Like again, if I, and I feel like too, if you were really committed to your own growth as totally. a light worker, like yeah. if you were being really honest with yourself, if you have in place the structures and routines to be able to attend that the natural things that come up in human nature, you know, totally. so that they can stay outside of the session, then you're doing your job. But if you're not, or you think you got it handled and you don't need to do that stuff, then like, maybe like, <laughs> then like maybe consider like revisiting that work again. Cause that's so, okay. so important. And, yeah. and let me just tell you too, like when you're investing with a healer or light worker, especially one that's really good, like part of what you are accessing is somebody who is like their job is attending <laughs> to their own healing work. <laughs> like they, it is their full-time job, number one, to do that healing work, to do that self-care, because how we are attending to our own energy fields, our own consciousness, like how all of these things come into contact as the ability to create a space and a container and to bring through information for you is like literally our jobs. So that, that yes. would be another thing too, is, is, you know, if there are any red like red flags about that, those elements about that commitment to self-care and to boundaries and to healing that seem a little bit off, that's going to influence how they work with you. Not yeah. to say that they can't still have a positive benefit on you, of course, but it's just something to be mindful of. I agree. Um, let me see. Okay. <laughs> um, the next thing that, and I feel like this could just be a quick one is how can we know when to trust the information that comes through. Um, <laughs> and this is interesting because to imply that there needs to be an element of trust definitely alludes to the fact that we're still really thinking with our 3D mind and there's still an element of skepticism, which honestly is natural. Like I think you're first times interacting in some sort of spirit reading or your first time getting, right. like, of course, uh, that, like that to a certain extent, that's totally normal. Yeah. This is what I tell people though. When things resonate with you, that's when you know that they're true. And I explain resonance as like 
it's something is said, it, it can be in a reading, it can be literally anywhere, it can be like on, from a line on TV or something, it can be a line, it doesn't matter. When something resonates, I explain it like a gong was hitting you and you, you go, oh, that's what it is. Like, yeah. you know, like you catch your breath and you get that rush of feeling like it, like the resonance, right? The whole point of resonance is that there's a frequency outside of you that's matching something in you, which means you already had it and you already knew it was true. It's just like, it's like waking up, it's making it vibrate a little stronger for you so that you can feel it, right? So anything that any reader healer is bringing to you, you already know, like you already have, they're just helping wake it up. They're helping bring it into your awareness. They're helping you feel it. So you can connect with it a little bit deeper. That's how, you know, when things are true, like us channelers and stuff, like we're not necessarily like introducing brand new information that you've never, like your soul doesn't know, or you've never considered maybe in a conscious way, but like not on a soul way. So the biggest, the biggest tell of if the information that's coming through, I guess is, is true is really by its degree of resonance. Because again, that like, that is your own body, your own self telling you that there's something there that is, that's right. It feels good in you. Right. That's, that's how, you know, if something does not resonate, toss it. It doesn't matter if you trust and love this person. Like it's not meant for you. There was something that just didn't, it doesn't matter. It's totally fine. The things that resonate, that is your own self, like your own self sought out that situation so mm-hmm. that you could feel it. You know what I mean? That's at least how I think about it. So I just want to address that piece of it of like, how can I know when things that are coming through in Akashic Records, readings and channelings or other things are true? Right. Well, I think you nailed it right there, Bree. when you talked about resonance. I often call this the sweet spot. After I get done with a session with a client, we'll sit there and have what we call the post-session discussion. And the one question I ask them is this, did any of the information you received resonate with you. That's it. I don't ask him, did you like it or not? It's, did it resonate with you? And oftentimes what I'll get feedback wise from people is that, oh, I was thinking about this thing. And then the record keepers suggested it, or I just signed up for this, or I just did this, or I just made this thing happen. And then the record keepers talked about it. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason why the record keepers talked about that thing is because there is a part of you as a soul that's still sitting in dissonance with that choice or decision. And the moment they reinforce it, something in you and your ability to choose that or the choice you've made with it can go, okay, we're good. We're in the sweet spot. And if you're in the sweet spot, then you as the reader is doing your job. Mm, I love that. And this, and this, you know, Absolutely. And this leads perfectly into one of the questions that are on here. Well, it's not really a question. I guess this is more of like an anecdote that uh, my guides made me write down when I was preparing for the session. (laughs) Um, And this is something I've observed. This is kind of like a cool story about my experience working with the Akashic Records. When you, and it's about the timing of the sessions, there is something so magical that happens around the timing of what comes up in your life of when you schedule, there's something really, really cool that happens. So if you are the kind of person who's like, I am like, I've been meaning to, and I haven't, and you feel guilty that because you feel like you should have, no, that's not a thing. Exactly. The right timing happens for you, What you're going to know when it's time. Also, um, when you decide to book the session, 
whether it's that it was always predestined or you set things into motions with choice, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't really matter because what happens and what I've observed is yeah. that things that are going to be in your most supportive to you, to acknowledge and release, to get clarity on, to really strengthen your, your knowing with things mm-hmm. related to that are going to be coming up in your lives leading up to that Akashic Records reading. I mm-hmm. had, a, this is an example. I had a client the other day <laughs> and she gets on the Akashic Records reading with me. She's also done a birth chart and intuitive birth chart reading with me before and she gets on and she says, Brie, I don't know what it is. My life is usually so chill, but right before I get readings with you, stuff is like going on. Like it has been a day, like it has been a crazy last few days. And I'm like, you know what? I feel like there's purpose in all of this. Like we're going to help you out today. She's like, yeah, yeah, I feel good about that. And the messages that came through were exactly, exactly related to the situation that she didn't even tell me about. Like she didn't tell me any details about it. And she's like, I could have explained to you exactly what had just happened and what you said, like, like matched it so perfectly. And that was of course a really wow moment. I still get, find myself just being in wonder about what comes through and how perfectly it matches. And then she said that the next day she found out information that helped put her at ease with the things that were really difficult about the situation. So the Akashic Records reading happened right in the middle of this. And this felt like such a beautiful example of how like your guides and your teams are always working to support you, especially when you've set the intention that you want to grow or you want to heal or you want to be aligned or empowered. And sometimes things will come up so that it can almost like rise to the surface of your awareness and even in your energetic fields so that it can be worked with when we're in these containers working with the Akashic records so that there can be release, so that there can be growth, so that there can be shift. And you can finally like let it go. You can move on from it. And this example of like something crazy coming up for her the day of the session, just for the very next day for her to get more information that kind of like put it all at ease. Like to me, that feels like absolute purpose that whatever the the lessons were from that like she was not meant to struggle she was not meant to be in pain or anguish about it it really was this whole situation just served a function of being of being the mechanism that the growth and the healing that that situation provided her both through experiencing and the akashic records reading was able to give her so that she could fully release that. So she could feel more clarity and more empowered. And the very next day, what the last little pieces that she needed to be able to fully let it go came. And this is just one example. I've had so many like this that come up um, that the timing, the timing, the timing, the timing of when you're doing healing work, especially with the Akashic records is what I can speak to being one of the primary um, tools and disciplines that I work with is Mm -hmm. like, Like everything is working in your favor to help make that session and that container supportive as possible, especially if you are being present with yourself leading up to it, because your presence is what's going to allow intuition to work through you to like set the stage. So if you're being present and you're being conscious with yourself leading up to it, everything is going to align to where you get the absolute most out of that time with the record keepers. Absolutely. You did, you totally nailed it on the head right there, my friend. That's so powerful. And that right there represents why it's not psychic work. We're looking at something situationally and that session that you gave this person helped them shift something in their awareness to be able to understand why it was happening, how to deal with it, 
how to support themselves. And that right there is really one of the prime reason why I feel people are drawn to readers. So high five, great job. Thank you. That was so, and again, I still get like absolutely delighted at these, at oh, these yeah. examples that come up, you know, like it's such, it's such an honor to share these spaces with people. Like the love I feel and the gratitude I feel to be able to do this is just something that's absolutely indescribable, but for them to share, you know, like this is what happened and this is how it resonated and this is the impact it had. Like that's always just so special. I don't take that for granted. Um, I feel like what we can uh, maybe share next to go off of this is some examples of how we've seen the Akashic Records like really work and support people, whether that's our personal examples or examples with clients, um, to kind of give people that context of, of how this plays out in real life. Um, hold on, let me, what was that that you wanted to Yeah, they're saying like specifically in how we've been able to bring through like help and healing for people. Um, is there a certain example that's coming to mind for you, Anne, that you want to share first? Do you want me to share one of my examples first? What What are you? Well, I'll share with you. And it just, just popped up right now, which is like, I think why, you know, when we work with the record keepers and the Akashic Records and your mind is just open, they give you the examples. Mm-hmm. I wrote the question down, but then they're like, here's the example. Here's the example. And here's a great example. I, I worked with this one client. And um, I, I come from a background of medicine. I have a background in healthcare. So working with people, their bodies, understanding conditions, knowing my place and not diagnosing, very, very important. And being able to work with the record keepers in that scope, very powerful. So I had a session with a client and she asked about her aunt. Now, mind you, it's her Akashic records that are open, not her aunt's, right? So she asked about her aunt. And I remember all the record keepers shared was she needs to get a checkup right away. The first answer you're going to receive is not going to be satisfactory. So you're going to have to do a follow up. Mm -hmm. They're going to find something. Now, that's all the record keepers gave her. Three months later, I get an email from this client that says, thank you so much for passing on that my aunt needed to get a checkup. We went to her doctor. They did a series of tests and the doctor said, we don't see anything. There's nothing wrong here. We went to a different doctor. We asked for a second opinion. This time they did some tests and they found something. And because we decided to push through, she was able to get a cyst removed that was right on the edge of becoming malignant. It was already putting out all these different markers that it had been benign for a while. And two months or three months after we had that reading, this aunt went in to have an emergency procedure to get this thing removed. I mean, how would we have known? We didn't even ants Akashic Records open. This is just a simple question that someone asked. And this has happened probably about five to seven times that I can recollect that the record keepers have worked in terms of health and really supporting somebody with their health. What about you? What example do you want me to share now? Okay, I'll show that personal one. So my first experience being in the Akashic Records before I worked with Anne, um, and I'll I'll be totally honest, um, my personal perspective before working with the records, and one of the first things you read is it's it's about past lives, which I think... um, 
I have my own thoughts about that. But at the time, <laughs> I kind of had this a, a thought, like, why do I need to know about past lives? Like, what is meant for me is in this present moment? Like, why? Like, why would I? You know, like that kind of feels like besides the point, you know, and so mm. I wasn't really understanding how it could impact me. Um, I was in an energy healing and I was having something really emotional and difficult go on with somebody in my life. Um, I was in a lot of pain about it. I was in a lot of grief about it. Like there was, there was discourse happening between me and this person. Mm. Another thing that I was experiencing personally is I had a lot of fear around this person, like judging me or like attacking me, like right before the session, before I fell asleep. The night before the session, I had this like visceral fear and this like thought and image of them like, like, like turning on me or attacking me or something. It was very strange, right? So anyway, I get in the session and this topic of what's going on with this person comes up and it was with Scarlett and she's like, I feel connected. I feel called to, you know, come up and connect with your records. She connects with the records and I, it was mind blowing. The information that they were able to give me about my contracts with this person, about not only my experience with what was going on with this person, but the greater context, like elements of like what was happening from their perspective and even like a bird's eye view about what was happening across the board. And then they shared that we had had a past life where in like the witch hunting era, this person had actually like turned me in and like hunted me down and ultimately been responsible for my death in those <laughs> lives as like, when I was like, you know, again, I was a witch in this life and as a whole, like it was a whole thing. And they're saying this fear is based in a past life experience that you had with them where they actually like turned on you because of your intuitive abilities, which was what this fear that I had even in the present life was kind of about. And they're saying, you don't have to worry about that in this life. Like this soul is so much more lighthearted, like they're, and they really do love you. Like this isn't something that's founded in anything factual in this yeah. life, but this is just like a remnant of a past life thing. So like, you don't have to worry about that. You can release that. And here's all this information about what's going on right now. And it helped me heal so much of my pain and my anguish and my grief, trying to like find peace about what was happening because a lot of the discourse wasn't really generated by me. And wow. I, and it was like, it was such a powerful moment of not only getting a firsthand experience with how accessing the records and these greater perspectives on things that are going on can provide peace and perspective and kind of closure in a certain sense because of that, but also how when it is relevant to your current life things, how understanding past life stuff can also help you find that peace and that healing and that closure. So that was a, that's a personal example I felt called to share. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I'm, I'm sure that once you got that information, something in you was able to reframe it in your mind in terms of how you can now respond or relate. And it puts you in a position of power and choice. Absolutely. And that's why the record keepers, the Akashic records are so helpful because it puts you in the position of power and choice. Always. Absolutely. Uh -huh. Absolutely. I feel like that's like one of the major themes is whatever kind of you know, if you want to call it problem or challenge that I, that, you know, clients have, yes. um, and they come in and we ask questions about it. What can you reveal to us about this? You know, what, what is something that this person can do to help support the situation? Uh, usually there's some element of understanding, like the bigger things at play, as well as, oh, this is the other thing they wanted me to talk about as well as their own 
patterns and wounds and trauma that are influencing how they're looking at the situation. I, I get this a lot in my readings where the Akashic records keepers are revealing to you kind of like the next step. Like this is some shadow work for you to do. Like right now they tell me like, you know, and of course it's a lot of parent stuff, but like there is a mother thing that's going on. This is how it's affecting your current situation in a very simple way. If you want to feel like you can release this pattern or relate to the situation in a new way, or maybe stop coming across this obstacle, like you need to turn your attention to this early life experience and start processing it. And usually they'll also provide, at least in my experience, again, some guidance in the next step, like maybe start with therapy or start with somatic healing or start with nutrition or start with journaling or just start with, you know, like they'll give you a little bit for you to start working on. But I find that the Akashic Records Keepers also want to help illuminate the things in yourself that you're really trying, um, that are, that are impacting your current experiences in some ways kind of like blocking it for you or making it more difficult. And it's really hard to see those things in ourselves sometimes. So I find it so helpful to be able to work with the Akashic records on this particular facet, even just in itself. Totally. I mean, soul healing work is why we get called to come to earth. There's, it seems like there's a few things of why we get come to earth. We're either coming here for healing. We're coming here for support. And any aspects of these two opens the doors for us to contribute in some way, shape or form, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, and the, I'm getting that something's coming back to me that you had said earlier, t- talking about support. Um, of course, it is also so beautiful to hear about contracts or maybe past life connections with people that you love or people in your life. I get those questions a lot. And that can be um, that can feel really nice to understand some of those things. And I just have to say to you, ex- you explaining, you know, this experience with your partner and how them believing in you activated yeah. something in you. Uh, yeah. I have a very, very similar experience. Um, I grew up in a very dogmatically, you know, Christian and religious family and community and me stepping into these more spiritual um, ways of relating to myself and my soul was very difficult. There was a lot of judgment Mm -hmm. and things in myself and fear because of that, being able to be with a partner, my husband, who exact, we've almost had the exact conversation that you described where it's like, well, where he says like, yes, you can do it. And I'm like, don't you think this is like crazy? And he was like, I mean, I don't have the same experience with you do, but I don't think you're crazy. Like I trust you. I believe in you. I'm excited for you. So like I believe in you hundred percent. And even for him to be with me on me, putting him notice at my job to like, you know, which impacts both of us, like our, both of our financial situation and our lives for me to take that leap. He has been in complete faith and trust. And there is something that is so healing that mm-hmm. happens. And I think that's part of the magic of, of coming into the human world. And that support element mm-hmm. is letting mm-hmm. other souls reflect back to you and letting yourself feel the connection with certain experiences, not only through yourself, but through this relationship with people, because it, it's just been something that I can't, uh, it's hard for me to describe. And I wish for everybody to let the people that love you see mm-hmm. the best in you. 
and to believe in you, even when, even when it kind of defies the odds. Do you know what I mean? I mean, Brie, I'm going to be hundred percent honest with you. I have clients that wait months for readings with me. And there's a part of me that's like, I don't understand why you would wait six months. Why would you wait eight months? You could go to another reader. There's so many around. And they're like, no, I want to talk to you. And the fact that they have that level of patience where I don't have that patience. Like if I want a reading, I want it in the next two weeks. I want it within this week. When I made that decision to do this, I want this like now. I'm, that's how impatient I am. So the fact that I've had for years clients book and then they wait is a reinforcement around their belief in me that makes me go, what? Right? And that's when the rescuers just pat me on the head, push me back and just go, why don't you just relax and enjoy where you're at? Like, okay. And you're absolutely right. You know, a lot of those past life contracts around judgment, blame, criticism, fear, to be able to bring a body of work like this, to use your gifts, to stand up for what you believe is something that many souls on earth have had to suffer from through different incarnations. And that's the reason why I honestly feel like when we get the opportunity to come back to earth, we get to come back to earth and not only inhabit a body, we get to inhabit a lineage that may be different from our previous lineages. That's the part that's really mind blowing. We don't come back to the same family, same lineage over and over and over and over and over again. Sometimes we'll come back and go into a different lineage, a different race, a different culture. So as souls, we can expand that sentience and grow, right? And oftentimes we're not always trusting of how we feel about it. So when the world validates or reflects to us, you're on the right track, you're in the right place of service, not only does your loved ones believe in you, we believe in you. And that's incredible. The record keepers believe in us more than we believe in ourselves. It's like, we don't understand why you want to work harder on earth. You must just love hard work. So why don't you get it out of your system so that at some point in this time in your life, you're going to realize what a blessing and a supreme gift it is to be on earth, that you just actually focus on having a good time, being grateful and happy. Okay. So I'm feeling like turning it over to you. I want to ask, what is your thought? on the role that past lives can play in readings. I mean, obviously the, the Akashic records holds all of our past lives. That is, that is factual. So we'll assume that is fact, right? But in terms of how it can come into a reading or if somebody is considering getting a reading and they're trying to figure out, like, do I want to ask questions about this? Is this like, how does the past life part of it come into um, channeling the Akashic records and doing an Akashic record reading in your experience? Yeah. Well, you know, the record keepers, they love to show me things in numbers and lists. So in this particular nature of this question, the role of past life and readings, there are three things I want to relay. First of all, past lives, especially past life relationships will really help you understand the dynamics of your current relationship. Like for example, when I shared that one of the reasons that propelled me to get an Akashic Records reading was I wanted to understand why my dynamic with my husband at that time 
was just so hard. And in the past life information that came from the Akashic Records, they actually highlighted all the different past lives that we had, and they were all difficult. And when it came down to it, it was about dynamics. We just didn't have the dynamics that would set us up for the long run. It would always appear like one person feels like they're carrying the load, whereas the other person's not. So I honestly have found that the greatest influences of past lives in the Akashic Records is helping people understand why their relationships and their soul contracts were created in that way so they can simply let themselves say, okay, I'm giving myself permission to have this experience. I'm letting myself learn, heal, and understand what I need to do to be able to evolve. And I'm letting it be a relationship that comes and goes. When people understand that they have a soul contract that's for a time only, that means it has a definite beginning and it has a definite end, then they let go of the attachment of having to try to make something that doesn't work, work. It's like trying to put a square peg in a round hole and no matter what you do, it just doesn't fit. So when you understand what those contracts have as an influence, you can pivot. The second um, role that past lives have in readings helps you to understand what are the contracts around what you agree to do as a soul on earth based on. So in a lot of the readings I've had, people will say things, the record keepers will say things like, this is something that you have been working on for many different lifetimes and you're collecting data, collecting data, and you're stacking it up. So in this lifetime, you're producing this outcome to deliver it to the world. The role that past lives also show is like, where are your soul challenges? What are your soul conflicts that you didn't resolve in those previous lives that you now get to resolve in this life? And a great example is I've had many um, healers come through because they suffer from persecution syndrome. If you've ever, and that's pretty much almost all human beings on earth, if you've ever experienced any lifetime where you were persecuted for your beliefs, your culture, your race, your gender, there is going to be that element of fear that will shade things that you do that could cause greater visibility in you, because that's the thing that you're here to heal from. And for many people who are receiving these elements of past life persecution trauma, this is the lifetime where the record keepers let them know you're in the age of the modern renaissance now. You have a greater protection in being able to say things in the world, especially when you have something like the internet and you have social media. And there's a blessing to that because, for example, if you put something out as a story, whether it's social, uh, Facebook or Instagram, it's only up there for a certain period of time, then it's gone. So for some people, having that awareness of their past life challenges gives them this arena in this lifetime to work it out so that they don't have to carry that into the next incarnation. Does that help? That does. It that helps does. The questions down. Like they, it really focuses me on the answers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll say in my experience, um, sometimes past lives come up and sometimes I just don't. And I, and I feel like that it's all because what's going to come through in that session is what is going to be most impactful for you in that moment. So if anybody's hearing this and maybe that didn't come up, like, don't stress out about it. What came through was perfect for you. Um, sometimes 
the record keepers I find bring through a lot of information about the contract and the purpose of the soul right yes. at the beginning. And that's kind of their way of, of describing what the focuses are that of course are a result of like when you did your little, you know, review, set the contract for this life before you incarnated that is influenced by your past lives. But sometimes they present it in a way it's like, it's not really about the past life as much as this is what it's about now. Like the purpose, exactly. the function, the goal. Sometimes they describe it by illustrating past experiences that led you to determine that this is a goal, but sometimes they just don't. Yes. Um, the other thing that I feel called to mention is that any reading that you do is just going to be influenced by the reader themselves, <laughs> but like every soul has their own unique perspective, has their own unique flavor. And the other thing that has been making itself feel very clear to me is that any, any higher being can really only work with the information that's like in my brain, you know, like as a channeler, as a channel, right? So Hi. what comes through Hi. is a combination of both the information I have available for me for them to work with, as well as my own kind of flavor vibe as a soul. And that in combination with their messages, of course, is what's going to be produced in the reading, assuming that I'm doing the work to keep my 3D ego mind out of it. You know, I say this because I have heard of some Akashic Records readings that are really powerful past life focus, like really what it is, is a past life reading using the Akashic records, right? Offer it that way then. Yes. And there's so many different ways, like, like Anne said, the records hold so much information that there's so many ways you can work with them. And I guess my point to saying this is that like the sessions are going to be a reflection primarily of what's going to support you. And the ultimate function is going to be what's support, like what's going to help you most at that moment. But the way that it comes through is also going to be based on the channel that you're using, you know, right. like I'm going to have certain things that tend to come up in my readings, probably because one, those are the things that feel important and kind of are a part of that flavor and approach and things that I have as a soul, but also because there's certain things that I've studied up on and learned and I have language and things that they can use in giving the message. Whereas if there's a topic I know nothing about, like they're probably like the, their ability to channel through information about something I literally know nothing about is going to be so much more difficult. So it's more likely that they're going to bring through things that I, again, have something that they exactly. can use. Exactly. And also what I've noticed is if a soul doesn't really speak from the vantage point of past lives, the record keepers meet them where they're at. So yes, they might bring in some elements, but they don't make the session about their previous live contracts or agreements unless it's asked. Mm -hmm. So I totally love where you're coming from about, you know, not only having the um, foundational based knowledge that can contribute to what the record keepers can bring, but also having the clarity to let the ego step aside. So it's not necessarily shading, biasing what comes through from the record keepers with your own analysis and filters. Like I always tell people, save your own analysis for the very end of the session, because whatever you are talking about with that person, your ability to interpret it for them will make them understand why the record keepers brought it that way for them to now do something with it in their lives. And I find that that can be very, very helpful. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And most people, you know, if they're not into past lives, that's not what they ask about. Mm -mm. And there's so much more and on it. And maybe oh. again, this is my own personal experience, but I honestly kind of feel like asking about 
like deepening your understanding of what's happening in the present moment, expanding your perspective, like that feels even like a little bit more potent and effective way of like using that opportunity of connecting with the records than just like, I'm curious about past lives. And I don't mean that to knock it because if you feel curious about it, then maybe there's some purpose in that for you. But like, I really feel like letting the records be a mirror, like you said, letting the session be a mirror to like really deepen into your experience, to find clarity, to find power, to really like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that can be kind of like a more powerful way to approach those sessions, of course, unless you feel this like deep, you know, pull towards asking about the past lives, because then that probably means that there's something in that that's meant for you that you're asking about that or whatever. Um, But that's, that's kind of been my my thought about how that comes into play with it all. Beautiful. I love it. Um, oh, what was, was there one more thing you wanted me to say on that? Oh, yes. Um, was if people are considering how to incorporate asking about past lives and readings, um, I, there's a certain question that felt important to pose is like, how would they know or what would be a good indication um, that they should ask about past lives in an Akashic Records reading? Um, I What is coming up to me is their intention and their purpose behind asking the question, which really comes across for any question that they ask in the sessions. Um, I, I feel like just asking because you're curious or you feel like you should, um, again, unless there's like a really strong pull like you, you feel like there's something that's really there. Um, I don't, I don't know that that motivation or intention behind asking the question is going to, to bring as impactful of of information as other questions could. Um, if there's a specific purpose behind why you want to ask about past lives. And I think the way that you framed the questions just a minute ago was, was wonderful. Like, what is my history with this relationship that's, that's contributing to a dynamic or I have some people who have like inexplainable fears and they ask about past life stuff. And even just to hear about a past life experience helps resolve it in their, in this moment in time in their body, right? Like to be able to understand how oh, that's why I'm terrified of falling asleep, you know, like, or whatever it is. Like if there's a certain purpose that you want to understand past life influences, that's to me when it feels like asking about past lives can be really, really impactful. Um, if you're considering questions you want to ask in a reading and you just kind of feel like, oh, that could be like, I I would go maybe a little bit deeper about why. And maybe if there's other questions that feel like they could really get at something that helps you get even more from the session. Oh, I totally agree with you. You know, I think one of the most common general, but difficult questions to ask and answer is well, tell me what I've been in my past lives. And then you get like a running rally tally of everything. You know, you've been this, you've been that, you've done this, you've done that. What does that do for you? That's exactly how I feel. I'm like, so what? Like, you know. So, but if you recognize that as a soul, there are certain things that you observe about yourself. Like you have this pattern that you keep doing something over. Or for example, you get your human design chart reading and you're like, wow, there's this aspect of me that does this, but I wonder where this is rooted from. Surely it can't just be from this life. Where are the other lifetimes that I've experienced this type of soul challenge? How did I get past it? 
that's a really helpful reason to get into your past lives and the Akashic records. Or the fact that you as a soul is starting to experience what we call your spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. Now you're starting to get dreams. You're starting to perceive things, things in the periphery. You're starting to get feelings. Your imagination or your intuition is like popping off. And if you want to know, well, has this ever happened before in other lifetimes? And what have I done when this is a, a scenario occurred? Great, great reason for going into your past life. And, you know, a great example around the nature of how you ask your questions, determine the level of information you receive is around these two examples. For example, have I ever been wealthy in my past lives is one question. Versus another example of what kind of enterprises have I created in my past lives? What were the lessons I needed to learn from those enterprises that could influence my current incarnation and the choices I'm making, especially around people, money, and growing my business? What are the um, soul agreements towards the people I'm working with from those enterprises in those past lives, influencing the people in my life now? very spo specific and really detail-oriented questions versus just tell me what my past lives are, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I find the, the nature between how the question is asked really influences why would you want to know about this area of Akashic Records? And there yeah. are even um, students and clients that I've worked with where they'll say, oh, I tried to access this body of information in the Akashic Records and they blocked me from it. If they don't let you into an area of the Akashic Records, no matter how many times you try to get in, try to get in, try to get in, that's really an indication for you that that's not your focus at this moment. Mm -hmm. Shift to a different question. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a very helpful thing. To, yeah. The, to and, and that, and really one of the last questions that I had for us was about how to ask questions in the readings. Yeah. Um, and I'll say, and I think what, what you had said before feels, feels big. It's asking yourself, why do I want to know this information and yeah. letting that, letting like sit with that. And that's going to direct you so much. Yeah. And I'll say too, this is kind of a little bit of a stylistic thing. Um, that's a little bit different between the two of us. And I know this because I've had an incredible Akashic Records reading with Anne before is Anne, um, she has you really write your questions and ask, and she stays really firmly in that channeled state for the duration of the session. And then she kind of steps back into it. My style is a little bit different. I come in and I stay in the channel state. I give the opening, the marks, the open questions. I kind of can like, like almost step back in a little bit to help you get the question right. And then I'll step back in and relay the question and I can step out and say, okay, like, what is the topic? Let's, okay. What do you mean by that? Okay. Let's get, I can like help you get to the question and step back in and, and ask it. So like my style is a little bit different in that I don't necessarily need you to come with like the exact wording for every question. And I know Anne can also help with that in her sessions too. Um, so, I, and I just explained that to say that like having the questions perfect before you come into a session is not necessarily like a requirement. Um, mm. But I do think being intentional about if there is a topic you really want to be elaborated on. Yeah. being very intentional about what and why you're asking it. So if that's your approach and that's something that you want to contemplate coming into a reading so you feel like you can really get the most out of it, um, that's what I'd like to answer to today. So Anne, tell me what you think when people are, are considering what kinds of questions that they want to ask, 
What is your advice? Well, my advice, when, especially when people are in sessions with me and they'll ask me this question, which is, do you help formulate these questions during readings? My response is, no, I don't help you formulate the questions. What I encourage you to do is ask the question as directly as possible and then give a little bit of background information as to why you're asking the question. And here's a reason why. You're going to get two very different answers when you ask this question. Tell me about Bob. Bob could be any number of beings in your life from your third grade best friend, your next door neighbor, the person that stood behind you at the cash register or the person that checked you out. But when you state this question like, Bob is a coworker that I have. We're on this project together. We're dealing with major conflicts in our communication. There's a lot of anger here and a lot of unmet expectations. What is the best way I can handle Bob, communicate with Bob so we can be on the same page and we can finish this project on time? Essentially the same question, but phrased in the second way gives the record keepers so much more to answer than just tell me about Bob. And oftentimes, you know, when people ask, one of the most general questions that people get asked, that I get asked is, what's my soul's purpose? And what people often are wanting is something very direct, like, oh, well, you're here to discover the cure for cancer. Get going, buddy. Versus as a soul, you're here to be, as in you're here to learn how to be in your body, or you're here to do things that contribute to the greater whole. And what I find is that if you ask questions in a way to try to trick the record keepers by making yourself sound bigger, more elevated, more evolved, smarter, whatever, they're just going to wipe all that and go, what are you really asking? Because I've had questions where people go, what is the highest and best thing that I can do for the highest and best good of all and the highest and best good in the planet and the highest good, best good? And then they'll just go, what do you really want to know? What you're here to do right now? Well, then let's give that to you in a very stripped down, clear manner. So I like that you do help people deliver and formulate those questions. I find that when I'm preparing someone for a reading, they do get certain documents like how to... Um, create your questions and how to also put yourself in a state where you're empowered in your receival of those questions and those answers so you're not being displaced from your authority. That's the most important part. The record keepers want to place you in a position of authority for you to choose. So if you ever receive an answer where you're being displaced from your authority because you either need to work with that person in order for you to heal, buy this thing in order for you to heal, or take on this transformational thing for you to heal, you've got to exercise, you know, discernment, personal discernment, and know that you're always in choice in the end. So keep it as simple as possible. Keep it as direct as possible. Put in a little bit of background information. Just ask for it in the most easy way possible. Yeah. And I feel like that's really what happens if there is dialogue that's going on with me and clients and they're asking questions is I'm like, what do you really want to know? Like, let's get to the root of it. You know, like, what's this really about? You know, and or I'll say, OK, I can feel intuitively what you're getting at. Does this feel like it, it addresses this? How do you feel about this version of it? And they say, yes, yeah. that's it. And I'm like, OK, cool. You know, like that'll be kind of what we do, because I, I really do want to help 
you access as much information. And sometimes what's funny and that'll happen is the record keepers would tell me, ask them a question about this because they could, it's almost like, and I don't know if this is something that you experience, but I feel like they know that to have the client be the one that asks generates yes. a certain path to information that would be different than if they gave it to me and I just said it. So yeah. sometimes they'll be like, let them ask about it, or they won't share a topic in the opening remarks because they want you to ask about it and they want it to come through. You know what I mean? Like, it's so funny how it happens like that. So anyway, I feel like an intermediary between, of course, the information that they're getting, but in some cases helping, like it, it also feels like they're helping us get to the question that helps yeah. them get to the answer. So it's a little bit of a collaboration some point, sometimes Absolutely. too. Totally and at the true. end, and I had a client ask me this too, I want everybody to be at peace. Anything that comes through in those readings, whether they shared in the opening remarks or you ask it is always from them. And it was oh, always yeah. meant for you to have. It's not like less if you had to ask about it versus if it comes in in the opening remarks, like there's such a divine, um, like plan to it all, it feels like. Yeah. And sometimes it can have a bigger impact coming through in a, a slightly different way or timing in the session. Like it doesn't make anything more or less. And it was all from the record keepers. It was all by design. It was all meant for you. So, you know, mm -hmm. don't, don't take like the question asking as a way to like put a lot of pressure on yourself or feel like there's only, there's a right and a wrong or to get in like a perfectionist way about it. Like try to release that. It's, it's really not about that. Yeah. If anything, I think it's more about how can I be as clear about what's important to me, why it's important to me and be really open and honest and how I bring that to this space so that the record keepers can respond to it from that place. Totally. I love that. Oh, okay. Well, we're coming up on time. So I guess we'll pause there, but to your point, um, if, if you're open to it sometime, I feel like we could definitely do like other episodes talking about other pieces of this. Oh, Cause there's just, there's a lot of things that we didn't even cover Brie, like, you know, ETs and the Akashic records. Why do so many people feel like they're star seeds? Why is that? Or, you know, why are we called to do certain work? How does the Akashic records actually reflect our path and purpose? So if yep. you feel like there's more stuff that we didn't cover, hit me up, my friend. That's what I'm here yes, for. Yes. I still have questions about things like with soul contracts and what they are and how they come into the place and different kinds of soul contracts and how they change. Like there's a, there's a lot, but I feel like we left, we started with something really good for people to chew on and hopefully they'll be able to reflect on. So that is it. For this episode of breakthroughs with Bree, um, we're probably going to be having Anne on again. Um, there's a lot to talk. There's so much information in the Akashic records that to talk about the Akashic records really taps into a lot. Um, so we will be so excited to have her back. But in the meantime, Anne, please tell people where they can find you, um, what main uh, containers or programs that you have available right now for them to consider if they are drawn to you in your work. Tell us, tell us all about it. Well, thank you so much, Pri, first of all, for inviting me to be a guest on your podcast. I love the work you are doing, and I love that you're smashing it as a reader. This is really the reason why I started uh, training uh, people to become readers, because I know that you have a very special gift and what you're going to do with the Akashic Records and how you're going to work with people in the world with it. So I just want to commend you and congratulate you for doing phenomenal and for quitting your job and believing 
trusting yourself and your record keepers to guide you and prosper you throughout this experience. So I just want to high five and big you up there. If you are um, interested in learning more about the Akashic Records, I do teach a training program called Become an Akashic Records Guide twice a year. Our upcoming program will be starting in the fall season on September the 24th, and we will be doing a challenge leading into this program where we're going to give away a free scholarship. So this is a great way to already start testing your intuition, getting into the Akashic field field and really gaining that confidence to be able to read the Akashic records for yourself to guide your life as well as to be able to guide others. So that is coming up in September. If you are interested in joining our Facebook community, it's called the Akashic Collective. And this is a great place where I often talk about the Akashic records, what's happening in the Akashic field that is influencing our lives and also a place for uh, practitioners to promote themselves. And if you are interested in getting a session with me, you can go to my website, bodyenergyconnection.com. There is many different areas that you can book a session and there are many different offers that I have in terms of services. So come check it out, see what feels good and let's dive in together. Yes, I can't recommend Anne I can't recommend her enough. She's truly wonderful. Um, the other thing that I found, I don't know if they're still available, but you also have some digital courses on um, bodyenergyconnection.com. I'll put the link in the show notes, things about, you know, connecting. I think you have some stuff on the Merkaba and connecting with your soul council. And I think you do also have some beginner stuff on the Akashic records too. There's a lot of different learnings that she's created yeah. that are self-paced too. So please go check those things out because she has channeled through so much helpful information and her ability to like make it digestible and to give steps and some practice is just truly, it's, it's very empowering. It's very wonderful. Thanks Bree. You're welcome. And of course, as you all know, if you're interested in booking an Akashic Records channeling session with me, I do dedicated channeling sessions. And I also do dual sessions where I um, close out the session with energy healing. Um, my other services I do are dedicated energy healing sessions and intuitive birth chart readings. All is on my website, healingwithbree.net. Uh, and you can follow me along on social media at healingwithbree. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode. We will see you next week for more breakthroughs.